the, the great things and how God will speak away and he will give you a word. And as much as we talk about the great part of it, I think it's necessary also to talk about what happens when we don't. When we don't follow the instruction of God, um, because the thing about God is that serving God is not just all uh, fun, fun and glory, glory. There are some trials and there are some tribulations. There are some things that you have to face. I'm in the book of Acts chapter 27. I'm in the book of Acts chapter 27, verse number 14 uh, in the NASB, uh, in the NASB, New American Standard Bible, New American Standard Bible. While you're turning there, Tuesday in our business meeting, uh, our annual business meeting this coming Tuesday, I will be discussing the finances of the church and the leading of the church and some of the things that we're going to be changing internally. Uh, but we will also, um, I will also finish and conclude um, this whole denominational conversation. Um, this week was important for me to get around and just kind of see what was there and survey the land um, for myself. And so I'll tell you what I, what I think I'm hearing from God, what I think um, God is, is saying and what the possibilities and potentials are and, and what the issues are. What are the things that we need to be um, aware of so we'll talk about that a little bit on tuesday night too so that'll happen by now i trust that you have acts chapter 27 yes all right verse 14 but before very long uh, there rushed down from the land a violent wind called urakio also just means a northeastern um, verse 15 and when the ship was caught in it and could not face the wind we gave way to it and let ourselves be driven along listen we couldn't Face the wind, so we gave into it and let ourselves be driven along. Verse 16, running under the shelter of a small island called Clauda, we were scarcely able to get the ship's boat under control. Verse 17, after they had hoisted it up, they used supporting cables and undergirding the ship. And fearing that they might run aground on the shallows of Syrtis, they let down the sea anchor. And this way, in this way, and in this way, uh, let themselves be driven along. Verse number 15, driven along. Verse number 17, driven along. Verse 18, the next day as we were being violently storm-tossed, they began to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. Since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no, storm, no small storm was assailing us. From then on, all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned. When they had gone a long time without food, Paul, then Paul stood up in their midst and said, Men, you ought to have followed my advice and not to have set sail from Crete and incurred this damage and loss. Verse 22, Yet now I urge you, to keep up your courage, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood before me, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar, and behold, God has granted you all those who are sailing with you. Stop there. That's enough. Uh, go back to verse 15. They got caught in it. And allowed themselves to be driven along. Verse 16. They were barely able to get some control. Verse 17. They feared that they might run aground and let themselves 
be driven along. Verse 18, the storm is violent. Verse 19, it's three days and we had to get rid of stuff. Verse 20, no sun, no stars, and we are abandoning hope. Um, Can I keep it 100 with y'all this morning? I don't really have a title because I got to deal with this this sailing and this storm. And there's a whole lot going on in the text, and I want to get to uh, the point. Let me, for a moment, thank you, let me me just for a minute um, say that uh, I might irritate many of you this morning. Um, um, I'm not at Gospel Memorial no more, so some of y'all are going to be ticked off. Some of y'all are just going to be PO'd when y'all when y'all leave here. But but I hope and pray that if you would if you would lock in, that in the midst of that, God would be able to bring you freedom and peace. Let's just start off with the fact that Paul is on this ship, and the people that are running the ship are trying to get out of this port. Before the winter comes, they don't want to have to live in this port through the winter. So they sail uh, probably when they should not have. Uh, they get out and they find that a storm, this this north northeastern northeastern uh, storm, uh, comes up upon them, and this violent storm comes up, and they're now trying to figure out how do I make it. Um, here is the part where. Um, an amen or an ouch is probably appropriate. There have been times where many of us have made a move, not because it necessarily made the most sense, but because we didn't feel like dealing with what we were dealing with. Thank you, Gio. Is that not what even Gio? In Jesus' name. I love my babies. I love my babies. Jones, Swayze, whatever, all them babies talking loud. We don't care. How many of you can admit that there was time, there had been a time in your life where you made a decision, not because it was the best decision, but you just didn't feel like dealing with this anymore? You know, so I'm just tired of this. And it's not that it's not that I really maybe even have a better plan. It's not it's not maybe that I have everything figured out. But but the humanity in me, the the, the human being that I am, just that I just can't deal with this no more. And so I'll, I'd rather jump out of the frying pan and into the fire and deal with whatever, because I just can't deal with this anymore. Well, that's what I want to talk about um, this morning for the next 15 minutes or so. I want to talk about. What happens when we jump and make a move and don't really have a plan? And, and if you paid attention to the text, uh, some of us probably already caught it and already figured out what is the rhythm and the pattern of these horrible decisions that we make. The first thing that we see in verse 15 is that when we jump out and when we begin to make moves that don't make sense, the first thing that we find is when the storms come, we find that we no longer have control over anything and we allow life to just drive us along. I need five honest people. I don't need a whole lot, just five, five or six honest people. When you jumped out and made that decision and you knew it wasn't the good one, preacher, we may, we got to figure out who won. We got to figure out who won the bet. I don't know if it's been 15. I don't know if it's been 15. 
When we jump out and make a decision, even though we know that, that, that it's probably not going to pan out for us, the first thing that begins to happen is when the storm comes up, we start realizing, oh crap, now I'm out here. Well, since I'm out here, I just might as well go with the flow. And now watch this now. Most of the time, that means financially, I got to go with the flow. I don't have no help. That now is going to cost me some money that I really didn't want to spend. But then we start in our head. This is what we do now. Come on. In our head, we say, well, it's going to cost me some money, but at least I'm not dealing with that no more. Ah, oh, come on. At least I'm not there anymore. Right. So so the first thing we notice is that the storm comes and it just we just say, well, I'll just give in and I'll just be driven along. I'll just go along with the program. And then you find out after a while of just going on, going along with the program that really you begin to lose control. You no longer have control over things, the things that that used to have, at least when things were bad, where you were, at least you knew what things were going to do. At least you knew what your bad was. You, you knew that it was horrible, but, but you knew the rhythm of it. And now you're out in the middle of the storm, and I'm not quite sure how this is going to pan out. I don't even know if I'm really going to make it. I, I really don't know if I'm going to make it through this thing. I'm out here, and, I'm, and life is driving me, and I'm hoping that things work out, but I no longer have control. And so now we begin to panic. Now we start making worse decisions than the decision to jump out here. Now we start making decisions out of panic and out of necessity. Now we start hooking up in, in investments, looking for get-rich-quick schemes. Y'all ain't going to talk to me, huh? Now, now we're trying to do, do things that we said we wouldn't do no more, but I just got to get this bill paid. So let me just go ahead and, and do something strange right up in this place right here. Oh. Let me just go ahead and hang out over here. It's not that I'm going back to that, but, but I need to dabble over here a little bit because I got to make sure that I can make it to payday. Y'all ain't going to talk to me, huh? It's cool. I got you. I got you. And so while we're in these storms, the thing that we begin to see is everything starts uh, th- being thrown around and we no longer have stability in our lives so we begin to feel like we're being tossed just like the storm is being tossed watch me now after that they say that they start throwing the boat's tackle over they start fearing and throwing everything out now you start throwing everything you can you start throwing a little prayer life at it you start throwing a little scripture at it oh y'all huh you start throwing a little bit you know at it. Everything I know, I'm throwing at it and nothing has changed. And here's the part that I really, I really want to dig in for just a minute. It says that by the time they got to the third day, they started throwing the tackle over. And now they assume they might be in the third or fourth day. Because the Bible says that there was no sun and no stars for many days. Now, that's not that deep for those of us that have an Apple Watch. It's not that deep if you have a smartphone. It's not that deep as long as you know you can turn on the news at 7 and they tell you what time it is. As long as you can walk into the kitchen and see the microwave got the time on it, it's not that big a deal. But when you're out in the middle of the storm and you don't have a GPS system, talk to me somebody, and the only way that you navigate is by the sun and the stars. When the very things that help you navigate the storm are now hidden from you. When the very things that allow you to keep your sanity are now stripped away from you. Oh, come on, somebody. When the very things that help you keep grounded, when the very things that help you keep your mind right, when the very things that help you keep everything grounded around you, when those things get taken away, when your crutches get knocked away, ah, when, when you don't have, when you're in pain and your Motrin ain't working no more. 
when, when, you're, when you're in racked with pain and your Advil and your Nuprin and all of that runs out, when you know that you're in a bad place and you got nobody to call because the people that you would call are more messed up than you or don't have no advice for you. When you've been out here for so long that you begin to lose track of time. Now, here's the uh, don't give me the churchy response here. It's only a few of us that understand what I'm saying here. When you've been messed up for so long that you don't even remember how long you've been messed up. When when you don't even know how long you've been angry, you've just been angry. You don't, you don't know how long you've been broken. You just know you are broken and it's been a long. You don't remember. Matter of fact, you've been broken for so long. You don't even have memories of wholeness. That you've been damaged for so long, you don't know what it is to be undamaged. You've been here for so long, Wayne, it, it, it's, it's been so many days. I really don't know how many days it's been. You ever see them old prison movies? Where inmates, you know, they get into solitary confinement and, or they don't know what's going on. And they just start marking chalk marks on the wall. But, but imagine the sun doesn't come up. Imagine... The moon doesn't come out. Imagine all you see are clouds. I'm talking to those that have battled depression. Imagine all you see are clouds. Everybody else is going through the motions. They, 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 have, they are tuned in to the passing of time. But you're under such a cloud that all you see is this moment. What do you do when you've been out in the storm for so long? For so long that you don't see the sun. You don't see the stars. You have no way of knowing how long you've been out here. Verse 21 says they had gone a long time without food. They had been out here for so long they didn't know where they were and they couldn't eat. And Paul stood up and said this. Men, give me verse 21. Men, you ought to have followed my advice and not have set sail. I said this to you on the last Sunday of last year. There are certain places that you have to go to get to certain destinations. My wife and I had the wonderful privilege of going to Aruba. It was beautiful. It was it was wonderful. But but there were no flights that we could work with from LAX straight to Aruba. Most of your Caribbean flights, you've got to fly down to Florida or at least to the south and then go directly from there. So we had to fly to Fort Lauderdale in order to get to Aruba. Now, I don't really like Fort Lauderdale like that. I didn't really want to spend no time in Fort Lauderdale. My goal was I'm trying to get trying to get to, to Aruba. Um, I told you all a couple weeks ago, I love cruising. I think April we were talking about that. I love cruising, but, but the next cruise that I take, I'm not going to Puerto Vallarta. I'm not going to Mazatlan. I'm not going to Cabo. What's the other? It's one more, I feel like. Ensenada. The next cruise that I take, it's going to have to go through the Bahamas. 
The next cruise that I take is going to have to go through Europe. The next cruise that I take is going to have to go somewhere other than Catalina. Y'all ain't talking to me. And I love being on the boat. I mean, I just love being on the boat. But, but in order for me to cruise the Bahamas, in order for me to cruise Europe, in order for me to, to, to cruise Africa, the Mediterranean, I'm not going to be able to go down to San Pedro. It, it is what it is. If, if I want to cruise the Caribbean, I'm going to have to go to Texas. I'm going to have to go to New Orleans. I'm going to have to go to Florida. I'm not going to be able to cruise the Bahamas from San Pedro. So what if I decided, no matter what, I'm getting on this carnival cruise ship out of San Pedro. We are going to the Bahamas. It's a seven-day cruise. I am going to the Bahamas. <laughs> so, so when I get on that ship, the first day that that ship stops at Catalina, second day when it stops at Puerto Vallarta and Mazatlan, and Cal- I'm going to be frustrated. Hear me now. And I'm going to be ticked off. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be mad. I might not I might not be in a place where I can hear reason because I'm so frustrated because I didn't pay all this money for the cruise. Anybody coming back with me now? I, I, I paid all my steward tax, my room tax, paid for my unlimited unlimited beverages. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Y'all act like y'all don't do it when y'all cruise. Don't lie, don't play with me. So so I'm gonna be frustrated because the cruise ship eventually will it will never end up in the Bahamas. Now I'm going to get mad at the cruise ship for not taking me where the cruise ship said it wasn't taking me. I I need a deep church this morning. Come on. I'm going to get on the carnival cruise ship, the four day, seven day Mexican Riviera cruise. And I'm going to get mad at them for not taking me to the Bahamas because deep down in my heart, I want to go to the Bahamas. And I got on the ship, I prayed for the Bahamas. I fasted for the Bahamas. I spoke in tongues over the boat when I got on. I went through the life, y'all know, I went through the life jacket drill and stood out on the, on the edge of the ship and prayed in tongues that this ship by faith was going to the Bahamas in Jesus' name. Robo Shandoko, Bahamas. <laughs> Bahamas, y'all caught it, yeah. And that ship, sis, Yolanda, that ship will never go to the Bahamas. Because no matter how deep I am, no matter how much prayer I've given, no matter how much money I've paid for the cruise, that cruise has already determined where it's going. Listen to me. So it's not fair to get off in the middle of the cruise, to get off in the middle of the storm, and now be mad at the ship for what I did. Let's put on your big boy drawers this morning. Put on your big girl panties this morning. Couldn't say that Friday night either. (laughs) But you've got to learn. We have to learn how to take ownership for the decisions that we've made. 
It's not the captain's fault that the ship didn't go to the Bahamas. It's my fault that I didn't spend enough time not just praying, but researching where the ship was going. It's my fault that I paid for a ship that was going somewhere and thought I could get it to turn another direction. Oh, some of you relationship folk missed that. You thought if you got in the boat and just prayed hard enough, he would act right. She would act right. No, the ship was always headed where the ship was headed. You've got to understand that if you don't want to go there, get off the boat. Now, fast forward to the end of the story. The Bible says that, that the storm comes and the ship is destroyed. And, and Paul said, but don't worry, nobody's going to lose their life. But you are going to lose this boat. You are going to lose all the supplies. You are going to lose all of your position. In fact, when they got ready to jump into the water, one of the soldiers wanted to kill some of the prisoners so that none of the prisoners would get away. This is deep catch this now. Paul said, no, nah, don't kill nobody. Because once we jump into the water, ain't no such thing as prisoners. That, that once we jump into the water, ain't no officers, ain't no prisoners. It's everybody trying to survive. Oh, God, the thing that I love about a storm, a good storm in your life will show you just how equal you are with everybody else. A good storm in your life will let you know that you might be making six figures, but you ain't all that. A good storm in your life will let you know no matter how many degrees you have that we all bleed red. A good storm in your life will let you know you ain't got time to be mad at white men and, and Hispanic women and, and black men and, and Hindus and, and Muslims and, and, and fake Christians. A good storm in your life will let you know that but by the grace of God, there go I. A good storm in your life will let you know that all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. That there is none righteous. No, not one. A good storm in your life would knock you right off your high horse. I know you deep. I know you gifted. I know you anointed. I know you can wreck the house. I know you got your victory lap ready. But a good storm will remind you that if God breathes on it, it'll all be gone. There have been better people than you and I that have had more training and more education and more experience and more money and have failed miserably. So here we are sitting here positioned in this year to do something great positioned in this year. This is not just rhetoric. This is not just something I read on a Hallmark greeting card. I'm trying to tell you, especially those of you that are attached to this ministry, this is the year that God is positioning you. He's shaking up and showing you reality so that you know when you go into this year, stop lying to yourself. When you go into this year, stop lying about things are good. No, they're not. Tell the truth. Things have been bad. I barely made it through last year. Uh, even though on the outside, everybody thought it was cool because I got this job, because I got this promotion, because things were good. On the inside, I don't know how I mentally made it through the year. Ah, oh, God. Maybe on the inside I was going, I was fine and I had peace, but everything on the outside was destroyed. This year, God is positioning you not just to do something cute, but to do something great. 
This year, God is positioning you to accomplish all the stuff you've been dreaming about. All the things you've been thinking about. All the things you've been planning. This is the year that you can be positioned to do something great. Somebody say amen. Amen. But the only way you're going to get it done, hear me, you're going to have to pray. You're going to have to fast, all that. But you're going to have to position yourself to thrive. That the way that God tells you, you're going to have to do it the way God tells you to do it. And then when you find yourself in a storm, when you find yourself in a place where you're not quite sure about what's going on, what you're going to have to do is stop blaming everybody else. Paul said, look here, I tried to tell y'all not to leave, but you didn't want to listen to me. So now we're out here. We're out here because of your disobedience. Something else I couldn't say uh, last night. You're going to have to listen. Oh, yeah, y'all, I got too many cameras up. You're going to have to listen to your gnaw ninjas. Gnaw ninjas. Ninjas. Yeah, they gave it to me last night. I liked it. (laughs) You're going to have to learn how to listen to the people in your life who are telling you you're getting ready to make a horrible decision. Because if you don't, it's going to cost you. Listen to me. Just play something soft. We got to get out of here. This year, the moves that you make this year will either position you to get everything God has lined up for you or they will cost you. They will cost you. I don't know about you, uh, Kim, but I can't afford no more payments this year. My, my stupid payment plan is, is maxed out. I can't, I can't pay no more, no more payments to, to dumb decisions. This year, I've got to make sure that I'm hearing from God. This year, I've got to make sure that when I sail, I've sailed at the right time. Because here's the promise. The storms are coming. Hello, Thomas Whitfield. (laughs) The storms are coming. And you can't ask God for directions in the storm. It's too late. You have to know when you launch, when you leave, when when you sail, you have to know when you sail. This is where I'm trying to go. This is where I'm headed. I dare you to try it. Go take you about five, six hundred dollars. Get on a carnival cruise ship. Go on down there. Get on the ship going to Mazatlan and tell them you want to go to the Bahamas. And wait for the ship to get off to the day at sea. And tell them, you know what, I've changed my mind. That ship is not turning around for you. And many of us in this room, we have positioned ourselves with certain people. We've aligned ourselves with certain things. And that ship is going somewhere you know you don't want to go. So here's my advice. Jump now. Jump now and go back to the shore and pray again. Jump out now and pray again. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. I don't want to see y'all face when I say this. Some of you are dealing with broken pieces right now. Some of you are dealing with some decisions that went left. Some of you are dealing with trying to figure out how to make these things work. 
Some of you, the bottom fell out of your plan. You thought you knew what you were doing. And that didn't work. Can I speak something into your life prophetically? Maybe the reason this ship broke up is because you sailed at the wrong time. The Bible says that Paul does eventually get to Rome. He just sailed at the wrong time. And maybe God breaking up that ship was God's way of sparing your life. Because if they had stayed on the ship, they surely would have died. But when they got out and swam, the Bible says not a single person lost their life. I'm challenging somebody. It's not coincidence that we sang oceans this morning. God knows what he's doing. I challenge you to jump off into the deep end. Challenge you to jump out into the deep end of God. And allow God to order your steps. And to direct your steps. Father, we're so grateful that you love us enough to tell us when we're off. I hear the, the, the GPS. I hear, I hear the ways speaking to somebody's life right now. I hear recalculating. I hear recalculating. Finding you the next route. Finding you the next way. God, allow us to hear from you. God, allow us to move in the right direction. In Jesus' name. Thank God and amen. Come on, give God a hand of praise real quick. We're getting ready to, we're getting ready to move.